Brian Gutekunst has done it, folks. He has made this team a you know, Super Bowl favorite despite five-game losing streak, sitting at 3-6 and six on the year. He has gone and done it. What has Brian Gutekunst done? He went and signed, drum roll please, former Raiders safety Jonathan Abram off the waiver wire, and don't forget, wide receiver Jeff Cotton to the practice squad. Rowdy, I'm thinking the Packers are back. Good morning. Yeah, one of those might be a move that actually helps the team. Yeah, yeah, not exactly the wide receiver splash that I think a lot of fans were looking for. Uh, Jeff Cotton. Yeah, hell yeah. Jeff Cotton, an undrafted free agent from Idaho in 2020, has spent time with the Chargers, the Jags, and the Cardinals over the last three seasons. He's 6'2", 206 pounds, and he played in one game for the Jags in 2021 and was on the field for one offensive snap and 14 special team snaps. This dude is a juggernaut, man. Uh, Over two seasons in Idaho, 132 passes for 1,700 yards and 13 touchdowns. That's what I'm talking about. Let's go. But realistically, the guy we're probably going to be seeing on Sunday is uh, Jonathan Abram, who was the 27th pick in the 2019 draft out of Mississippi State, six picks after Darnell Savage. So I don't know. Uh, I don't think we'll be seeing Jeff Cotton unless there's some kind of, you know, I don't know, injury happening here in practice. But we will probably see Jonathan Abram, Rowdy, who has got ties to Rich Basaccia. So there's there, there's that, I guess. Well, I think the bigger thing with Jonathan Abrams is, yeah, he was a first-round pick. So clearly people in the NFL thought he had some talent coming out of, out of college, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think... This might be the one thing now where it gives you the ability to put Darnell Savage into the slot, into the being the nickel corner, because we talked about Eric Stokes. I don't think we've gotten an updated timetable on his injury. I have comments from him, actually. He spoke to the media yesterday. But the last we knew about his injury, he had an ankle and a knee and was being <laughs> carted off the field in Detroit along with seven other players. I think he had a bruised ego too uh, from games previous. But remember just the last couple of weeks, every time people are criticizing the defense and Joe Barry, Joe Barry and Matt LaFleur are like, well, you know, Darnell, we think he could be really good as a nickel corner in the slot, but because we have Eric Stokes and we have Rasul Douglas and we have Jair Alexander, we don't want to mess with anything. And, you know, we got to play them out at, at corner and blah, 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 blah. Yep, a bunch of nonsense. But Darnell could be really good if we did play him there. Well, no, now Eric like- Stokes goes down. Oh, I did see Rasul Douglas was a little banged up too. <laughs> but, yeah, now you can easily kick Rasul Douglas and Jair Alexander outside, bring Darnell Savage inside to be the nickel corner slot, and now you could have Jonathan Abrams in Darnell Savage's safety spot. And he's going to help play a little special teams. The Rich Bisaccia connection is yep, yep, kind of yep, the, yep, yep. You know, the smaller, minute detail that will help a little bit with the signing over it, like say another random safety. So, but, uh, yeah, I'm all in on Jeff Cotton. <laughs> we'll get the whole, we'll get the Jeff Cotton. Uh, real quick on Abram. How about the, the Abram fits into the Packers defense so beautifully right here. Check this out. Uh, doing a little write up that our guy Zach Heilprin had on him. Uh, let's see here. Abram has never been able to live up to his first round pedigree. <laughs> Opposing quarterbacks have a rating of 118 when targeting him. The six foot, two hundred and five pound Abram also has missed on 42 tackles in his career and never had a higher rating than 56.7 from pro football focus, if you do abide by all of that. Uh, 2019, his rating by, is by year by year. His grade was 38.7. In 2020, 36.8. Oof. 2021, 56.7. That's a career best. And 2022 so far this year, 49.5. So what those grades mean are basically he's been average to below average at the safety position for players that have played in the NFL game at the safety position. Or if you want to relate him to a player that is, has had eerily similar numbers but at a different position on the Packers defense, it's Quay Walker. Oh, oh, oh God. <laughs> at least he's not a rookie. Or is that a bad thing? Because if he's a rookie, he can still grow. This guy's been in the league now for, yeah. what, four years? First-round pick, again, never been able to live up to his pedigree. Uh, let's see here. 11, let's see here. 
118 allowed pass rating, 11 touchdown passes allowed, 9 penalties. So that is the newest edition of the Green Bay Packers. Brian Gutekunst just wheeling and dealing, baby. My question now is, how many freaking first-round picks have the Las Vegas Raiders cut in the past couple of years or moved on from? It's a pretty, I mean, it's a lengthy list of the guys that they've moved on from. Well, there's also a reason for the Raiders not being very good lately. Coincides. Um, thought. <laughs> uh, yeah, so the Packers getting this guy to Mississippi State. I just, you know. I, <laughs> you know what's funny? So ever since you said Jeff Cotton, yeah, I've kind of been trying to find like his draft, co- like his draft combine. Does he have one? And his draft reports and all this other stuff. Very hard to find. Oh God! I was gonna say, does he even have one? Uh, Jeff Cotton again out of Idaho has played one snap uh, for the Jags in 2021 and 14 special team snaps. So there is that. And then Cotton, here you go, Rowdy. Cotton did not test athletically before the 2020 draft. I just got it right here. Well, I was going to say, it's hard to find anything on him. And remember 2020, obviously COVID, where a lot of those, remember it was like kind of, they didn't really have the draft. They didn't really do a lot of the uh, team workouts where Wisconsin would have their pro day. A lot of those got shut down because of COVID or very limited number of players were able to do it. Yeah. And I'm sure a Jeff Cotton out of Idaho wasn't going to be invited to anything big. <laughs> hey, but we're going to invite him in the middle of the season as we're desperate for something. And now it's big boy football. Bring it on in, Jeff Cotton. Let's go. Can you elevate the practice squad? Oh, found it right here in 2015. After or sorry, 2016. After a senior year of high school, he was honorable All American uh, in JUCO football before transferring to I- Idaho. Hey, well, at least he's got that going for him. You know, uh, what have you done for me lately, though, in uh, professional ranks? Well, he he played one snap in 2021 uh, offensively, 14 on special teams. Will we see Rowdy Jeff Cotton before the year is over? Well, if they keep up the injury pace that they had in Detroit, <laughs> yes. Uh, well, thankfully, they don't have the field monster or the turf monster, excuse me, uh, coming up here on Sunday against the Cowboys. So uh, there is that. But with injuries in the NFL, you see it every freaking week. So Jeff Cotton, who's going to be wearing number 82, we will be probably seeing just a little bit of you because uh, the Packers, what, they released Kawan Baker. That was uh, who they had to refill it with, with Jeff Cotton. So if you know who Quan Baker is, good on you. If not, you ain't missing anything. You know who Quan Baker is, Rowdy? Nope. <laughs> Apparently he was a wide receiver on the practice squad. I had no idea. Here, here we go. Raiders, the Raiders' first-round picks from 2019 to 2021. 2020, uh, we'll go 2019. Uh, Farrell, their fifth year declined on him. 2019 also, Josh Jacobs, fifth year declined. 2019. Whoa. so... The first one, that was the defensive lineman. Yeah. When they drafted him, everyone said it was a reach. That was Mike Mayock from the NFL Network. If you yep. watched much NFL Network, that was, the, I believe, his very first pick. Everyone thought it was a reach. Well, turns out not only was it a reach, but he hasn't been that great of a player. Len Farrell, I think I said his first name right, uh, fifth year declined. 2019 already, Josh Jacobs, fifth year declined. Now that one, Josh Jacobs has been a pretty solid player. I think the reason why they declined his fifth year is because he plays running back. Yeah. So, that I mean, that's a pretty solid pick. 2019, Jonathan Abram, cut. First round pick. Now he's a Packer. Yep. 2020, Damian Arnett, cut. Or, I'm sorry, Damon Arnett, cut. 2020, this, this one... It's, this one's on the player as he's going to prison. Henry Ruggs the third. Henry Ruggs would not be cut from the uh, Las Vegas Raiders had he not killed somebody. Correct. And then 2021, Alex Leatherwood, cut. There was also a lot of question marks on him coming out of Alabama, offensive lineman, uh, work ethic, if his skills were really going to translate well to the NFL, and he had like a lot of red flags. Don't worry, Raiders drafted him. And... Th- <laughs> and now Jonathan Abram, who the Packers now you know cl- or collected, we were just talking about 2019. He's now a Packer, so there you go. Um, there's a reason why Rowdy and I totally agree that the Raiders now sit at two and six on the year, bottom of the AFC West. Hey, but they got some offensive talent. 
They just can't really, you know, hit or pick up a fifth year option on their first round picks. So yeah, Packers. I don't know. Hey, Packers got a new player. Yeah, I, I, I tend to start you, Rowdy. The what happened with the waiver claim for uh, Jonathan Abrams, the new safety? Yeah, so Jonathan Abrams was claimed by the Packers, now currently with the Packers, but another team was also claiming him, and that was the Denver Broncos. But because Green Bay was three and six and Denver was three and five, their waiver priority was higher. He's now in Green Bay. But at least that shows you that a good, competent defense, the Denver Broncos, we know that team's not good, but the defense is actually really good. They were still interested in him. Yep. Um, Hopefully he helps. Jonathan Abram, a former first-round pick for the Raiders, he has allowed a passer rating of 118 and also 11 touchdown passes allowed and nine penalties when targeted. That's kind of a lot in every single category. Not great, Bob. Aaron Charles Charles Rogers. In between the Mike McCarthy love fest that has been going on this past week with Rogers, McCarthy, all the, you know, the media asking him, yada, yada, uh, Rogers, let's see here. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. There's about out of the 20 questions that Rogers answered yesterday, the clips that I have, I'd say 13 of them are about Mike McCarthy. We'll save those a little later. Yeah. We'll talk about what Rogers said. Uh, was asked, what can he do as a quarterback to reduce Watkins or the rookie Wide receiver mistakes. <laughs> Here you go. Take a listen. If I knew, we wouldn't be talking about it. I mean, <laughs> I think it's the same. It's the same stuff. Though. I mean, I don't. It's a lot of. Some of it is day one teaching. You know, it's day one install. Some of the stuff that we just need to, in the moment, be able to harken back to those things, and then, it, you know, you almost want that to be robotic in those situations where if you have a seven-step cut, you can't cut at five. You're not going to be open. Um, I mean, so. It's it's about the details. It's about the preparation. It's about the details, and and uh, I don't have a great answer for you because we've been trying a lot of different things. To the coaches' credit, they've been trying a lot of different ways of teaching and installing and interaction and group discussions, and just has to come down. And when we get in the fire, we got to you know we got to make the right plays every single time because we're just not good enough right now to have those little tiny mistakes because it's taken us you know where big plays are possible. You know, if we're not on the right timing, we're not going to have any success doing those things. Sounds like he's getting a little fed up. Doesn't that kind of like tried everything. scare you a little bit <laughs> yes. for him saying that stuff? Because when I listen to that, if he's talking about, you know, simplification and all this other stuff and the different things that they've been trying when it comes to installing this playbook, like this is what I think of one is it too complicated for the average player to learn mm-hmm. Matt LaFleur's system? I don't know if that's true because it looked pretty good in 19, 20, <laughs> and 21. Right? right, right. Or are the players too dumb to learn it? Okay. How about this, Rowdy? I'm glad you bring that up. Well, then my third one Oops, was, sorry. so it's either Matt LaFleur's system and scheme is too complicated. I don't believe that to be true. The players are too dumb that they actually have in the room to learn it. I say that's probably not true either because... Some of these guys like Randall Cobb, Sammy Watkins, Alan Lazard, they've been around the league. They've they've mm-hmm. stuck in other teams and have mm-hmm. performed. Yep. Or simply they're just not that talented. Well, Rodgers was asked, wouldn't it be easier on some of the younger players or Sammy Watkins if you just ran offensive plays by the book? Now, he did talk earlier this season how they're going to simplify things, right? If you ran them by the book. This... This one we might have to pause a couple times and react to. It's a little longer clip. Take a listen, Rogers. I think it has been by the book a bunch. I think that's where you know maybe you have the ideas a little bit off. It has been very by the book. I think the struggle has been how do we make it by the book but not robotic? You know, when it's robotic, uh, it, you know, unless you have a perfect scheme that's paired up with the perfect defense for that scheme, it's not going to be open. I'm going to pause there because remember uh, Samari Toure when he first got called up? Mm-hmm. Like, he went off script here. He was trying to help his quarterback out. This is what Devontae Adams once did. And and Rodgers hit him for a you know big pass and a touchdown. Yeah. Well, I think the thing that has to be said, like, if you go off script, if you go off of what is supposed to be called, the one thing that you have to be to be able to do that is extremely athletic. Yeah. 
or at least know what you're doing. Yeah. And clearly we know that this this receiving core doesn't have a ton of talent. They don't know what they're doing. Remember last game, Sammy Watkins was supposed to run completely different routes on a couple of crucial plays, and he went the opposite way? I, I remember. Some, I remember. Some of it, like some of those throws looked like he just threw them away to a spot where he knew nobody would be. Yeah. And that's part of football. You don't want an interception there, especially after you already had a few. No. Um, but, like, he talks about day one install. He wasn't there. Well, does he need to be? Apparently, he just admitted he needed to be. I don't think he's admitting. I think he's saying the rookie receivers he was asked about okay. or Sammy Watkins. So this is day one stuff. This is 101 class stuff. Who can also help them during day one install with well, running about routes he goes, and where he likes How's Rogers going to help him run around? He goes, if it's, no, a no. Seven, if it's seven steps and you take five, you're in the wrong spot. Right. Goes, but he also one, can, what's Rogers going to do? Hey, he can also be steps? there to do that. So they'll run the route for him? No. To talk him through it, to I, be like, uh, it's the whole training camp. I'll be honest. I'm not saying you need to be there for training. Like, uh, voluntary workouts don't need to be there for that. Training camp, yeah. And it sounds like he wasn't trying to be a coach to anybody, and he's not supposed to be. But, like, there are quarterbacks in this league that love being involved with everything. See, and he clearly doesn't. A lot of people are saying that, well, you see, 12 should have been at all the camps and everything working with the young receivers. I fall more on like the Ebos camp in this one where, you know what, if he doesn't want to be there, he doesn't have to be there. And the other, like the reason why I fall on that side is we know Aaron Rodgers is good. We know, but the reason why I can't blame him for how bad this has been or why it's not working because Say he did miss that time. How long do they actually practice, right? It's like a couple like, of weeks yeah. that he missed. It was tops. Like nine pre- like, it, it's nothing. not that much, especially in today's CBA where there's not as much practices. It's not like they have two-a-days and all this crazy stuff like they used to have 20 years ago. It's a lot less, and it's a lot less intense because of all of the different injuries and resting guys and bodies. So... My biggest concern is that, okay, so he did miss that time. We'll say tops it was two weeks. Wouldn't you think then going into the season, the first two, three weeks of the season, they would see the rust? Yeah. We're 10 weeks. We're in 10 weeks, and you haven't learned it. You you haven't gotten together. It hasn't meshed. You can't teach someone calculus who doesn't want to learn algebra. You also can't apparently teach somebody to hand the ball off on an RPO. If the, in my opinion, if the problem was Rogers, I think. If no, the problem just, was Rogers not being there and the team not and the receivers not being able to work with them for that extra time in camp, that would have been fixed a few weeks into the season because it would have been the feeling out process okay. like an extended training camp an extended preseason. It hasn't been fixed, and we're in week 10. All right, how about this? One more from Rodgers. I see phone lines blowing up. One more from Rodgers. He talks about, has he seen any signs of progress on the offense this month? Now, it's the 10th of November. He was asked this on the 9th. Take a listen. Well, I think I think practice habits, for one. I think we've seen better practice habits from some of the young guys. Um, I think 83 has shown some progression, for sure. Too right. Uh, especially the last few weeks of making some plays, and and that's directly tied to his practice habits. Um, you know, I haven't called him Captain Casual in weeks. He's been really practicing his balls off and, and doing a good job. Um, but I think a lot of it's just health, Bill. I really do. I mean, that's not – I'm not going to lean on that as a major excuse, but we haven't, you know, had our repertoire of all of our receivers, and we just haven't been uh, consistent enough to move the ball consistently without those guys. Even if you did, they're not all going to play. Well, we were, we've been saying this all year. Alan Lazard missed game one. Alan Lazard has missed a couple games. Yep. Romeo Dobbs is now going to be out for four to six weeks. Christian Watson has missed a bunch of Christian games. Christian Watson has missed a ton of games, missed games in the preseason and in the oh, regular season. Watson, <laughs> Wat, uh, Watkins missed a month. Randall Cobb is going to miss four to six weeks. Like, there wasn't a ton of talent, and now the. T- now you just signed Jeff what Cotton. Was to the talented. Club. Now you're hurt. Yeah, and it's been a disaster. <laughs> <laughs> and that's putting it kindly. Uh, line one. Who's this? Thanks for waiting on hold. 
Here, kitty, 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 kitty. Dave from Monona. What's up, I figured kid? I better get my call in before Polly gets his fifth call in. <laughs> I, hey, I someone else I'd is on hold behind you. It could be him. I thought I'd never hear me myself say, I'd rather hear Scott than hear Polly's fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, and eighth call. Ooh. What about Droopy? Mm. No, see, that you have to play. <laughs> that is classic. But now, a couple of things. One with, with Rogers. All they got to do is put a tape in of Tom Brady. Case closed. Brady gets there. He's 20 years. He brings his receivers in in February, January, March. Put a game film in from last uh, Sunday's game against the Rams, well, uh, Mr. Rogers. I'm pretty sure Brady didn't do any of that this year. Yeah, and see how – well, he didn't have – he has nine Super Bowls. Case closed. <laughs> okay. see, see how the technician did it down the field. Not on third and one, throw a 40-yard bomb. Not on fourth and one, you know, spread them out. Throw you know throw a thirty yard pass, which which Rogers does all the time. I mean that that's on Rogers. That's not on the floor. That's on Rogers. But yes, yeah, I don't care. Rogers, you know, don't throw hitch in the ass to me out of town. <laughs> but I got. I'm just curious, RJ. You going to the uh, basketball game tomorrow night down in Milwaukee? No. Are you Dave? No. Yeah. You know, the tickets down there, they started out at over well over a hundred. Yeah, bucks. they dropped them in price. Yeah, they. Well, yeah, because there's two reasons. One. They can't get they can't get the coal center to fill up. And two, who the hell on a Friday night wants to go out and watch women play Kansas State? That's actually it, in the afternoon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. And then you got yeah. you got high school, you know, like big time playoff games. So yeah. But what did you bring in? Uh, you know, and Milwaukee Kansas. area doesn't care for Wisconsin basketball. No. no. That game should have been Marquette in Wisconsin. Yeah, if totally. You to fill that, if you wanted to fill that baby up. Marquette, Wisconsin should have been playing it. Yeah. Not yeah. Stanford. Just, and then they charged 100 some odd dollars for a baseball field. And now they're cutting tickets. So, hey, the, 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 um, the um, joke should be who draws more fans, tomorrow night's game or the next Badger hockey game? <laughs> or how Ooh. about one better, the hockey uh, the holiday the, tournament? At the Pfizer Forum. At the oh. Pfizer Forum. Oh, yeah, you know, that was so bad. I, we used to go to that back in the good old days, back in the 90s. And, <laughs> Was it just a bank one? Was that the uh, yeah. Yeah. That was that great. Was great. Dave, nice hearing from you, brother. We love you. Oh, you cut me in for well, you? Well, us call back three more I mean, times you got, a, and, you got uh, anything else on your break? We just have a commercial break. I have one more person on hold. Okay, no, no, go to commercial. I'll call back six okay. more times. All right, sounds good. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk to you in a bit then. See you, Dave. Usually, or I should say always, at 820 on Thursdays, you would hear the sounds of one of the greatest bands of all time, Led Zeppelin. And then one of the voices of the greatest Packers coverage of all time, Rob Reichel. You will hear Rob Reichel, voice of a generation. But first, in honor of what's happening on Sunday. This would be Mark Morrison with the song Return of the Mac. In honor of Mike McCarthy, my guy Rob Reichel wanted Mark Morrison. He gets Mark Morrison. What's up, dude? <laughs> Let's just state the facts. You're a highly successful writer for Forbes.com and Conley Media, my friend. <laughs> yeah, but I'm nowhere nearly as successful as the man who's going to walk in the Lambeau Field at 3.30 on Sunday afternoon, right? And, <laughs> and potentially light up the green and gold. Here he comes. Return of the Mac. Well, Robbie, I've always said this. Return of the Mac. Oh, my God. You need a street Return named after you. You need a street named no. after you like Mike McCarthy does. Good point. We all need a street named after us, don't we, Evo? Would you be a, a street, a way, a lane, <laughs> a cir- like what would you be, a dead end, a circle? <laughs> yeah, you know, I'd, now like a dead end. Cul- I'd like to be one of those little cul-de-sacs, right? Ooh. Where, 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 where you're all kind of trapped in. like it The or Rob not. Reichel you're, sack. You're gotta, Wait, what? Yeah, there you go. You, you, sack, sack, a lot of people might say is right. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> your wife would be no, like, I never want to go down it, there. It's going to be a great Sunday. Wait, I'll tell you that, Evo. Can't wait, can't, okay. can't wait for the man. Can't wait for the man to to, to come on back to Lambo. Let me ask you, who's it going to be a great Sunday for though? The the Green Bay Packers, Rob. Is it going to be a great Sunday for the Packers? You want you want to save that for the end, or you want to go to? <laughs> all right, no, no, all right, we'll save it for the end, Rob. All right. it was not. <laughs> it was not a great Sunday that <laughs> happened in Detroit. What the what the. I can't even. I want. I want to swear, Rob. I'm still trying to process <laughs> scoring nine points against the Lions. What the hell happened? 
Evo, it's the first time in five years Detroit held anybody to single digits. Oh, my God. Think, <laughs> think about that. And, you know, and, 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 and it's not like teams were scoring 10 or 12 against them, right, where they were close to keeping somebody to a single digit. People, people for the most part, get 35 against the Lions, 40, 42, 37. I mean, people light the Lions up. No, I mean – the, the quarterback was absolutely dreadful. I mean, I've watched every throw he's ever made. I've, you know, I've watched every game he's ever played, and and I would put that in as three or four worst. He, he, he proudly proclaimed over the last couple of days he's had worst games in in his career. Well, way to go, Aaron. Right? Um, yeah, you know, it's, but but I'll, I'll I'll tell you what that that, that that's in his, that's in his top three um, for all, for all time. He he was unbelievably bad. I remember one night out in Denver when he went against Peyton Manning and um, you know, he, he's had some clunkers along the way, but to, to, to throw three, you know, in essence, red zone interceptions guys that took anywhere from, even if you get field goals, let's call it nine to 21 points off the board. It just, um, you know, and, and not just those guys, he, he, he's inaccurate along the way now, you know, he underthrows Samari Toure on the deep ball that should have been a touchdown and it's a pass. He hits them for, you know, in 2020 or 2021, and they get six points out of that. And um, I mean, j- just just across the board, he, he's completely disjointed. He's not having fun. He's absolutely miserable. Mm. He's yelling. At, he's yelling and screaming at nobody in particular. The you know the the team is tense and um, you know certainly far from loose. Trying to play with him and around him, it's a it's a bad environment. And you know, like like has been said, guys, in the last couple of days. Everything is broken. It's it's it, it's an absolutely broken team. We mm. I think we said I think we said it on the show last week. If you can't beat the Lions, who are you beating? You know who? Where do you, where do you get your wins? And and even Rogers, as he left the podium in Detroit the other day, guy said, you know he he, he said we cannot lose to that team to that organization. Yep. Something something to that effect. Mm-hmm. I mean that's it. It, 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 the, Lions, the Lions are the laughing stock of football for the past decade. They're the 1980s Green Bay Packers, oh, and um, you know, and and and, and 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 he's absolutely right. But but again, 98 percent of the blame for that loss on on Sunday comes to Aaron Charles Rodgers. What you say? 98 percent, Rob? Absolutely. Woo-hoo. They win that game. Ebo, they win that game with almost any other quarterback in football. His his mistakes in that game were so remarkably costly terms of taking points off the board um the defense did everything it needed to do you hope like like Lafleur said guys you hold anybody in that league to 15 points you should win the game I, i'm telling you right now they win that game with jordan love it's it's, it's not it's not even an issue no wow question, guys. wow no Robbie. Question. okay okay are what we have we now witnessed the end of 30 years of dominant quarterback play is it now over well i don't i don't know that i'd go that far because Every time number twelve seems to be down on the canvas, he he pulls himself up. He, even he got oh, he, even if even if he had, yeah, I mean yeah they they haven't had one of these since oh eight his first year as a starter and you know now if they get to six six did seven, they ever eight, have a, sorry to interrupt did they ever have a five game losing streak in twenty eighteen when Mike McCarthy was fired no they did not wow they did not not that not that season the last time they they've lost five in a row was was rogers first year i mm. i think i think they were five and five that year and lost five in a row to go to five and ten and then they beat the lions in in week 17 to finish up six and ten and 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 and, and that was dreadful because that was coming off an nfc championship season you know where they were 13 and three with brett Favre the previous year and they brought back 20 starters so the only change really was a quarterback in in that 2008 season. So no, they they have not had many of these five games. They haven't had six games, and and that's where they're trending to come Sunday. I I wouldn't Jeez. go as far as saying saying this is the end, Evo, but but I will say this: you, you look at the schedule now over the next three four games. Um, it, it, Dallas, Tennessee, and Philly are among the best eight teams in football. Um, you know, you can argue Philly's the best. Dallas is in the top five or six. And, and I'll tell you what, Tennessee, the way they played Sunday night against Kansas city, uh, that, that team plays like a tears on fire. Every single snap, you, you want to talk about playing with urgency, put on a tape of the Tennessee Titans and they come in here a week from tonight and, uh, are coming to green Bay. So, Evo, we could absolutely be looking at three and nine, Jeez. 17 days from now. And if, if that is the case, I would give it till about then. But if that's the case, 
then you absolutely have to find out the final month of the season what you have in Jordan Love. Rob, right? Rob, yeah, yeah. Rob Rush is joining us right now. Forbes.com, Conley Media. All right, Rob. Before I ask you what happened Sunday, uh, you're you're an. I mean, obviously Forbes.com, Conley Media, but you're also an author of many many books. In fact, I am on Amazon.com right now and looking at you, the best book you've ever written. It is a 4.6 out of 5-star review, Rob. And, the, by the way, only one left in stock, so order soon. Rob? Well, well, Evo, I'd, I'd like to thank my mother there for voting probably like 37 times. Oh, Rob, so. I, Rob, I own the book. I have it. It's beautiful. Mike McCarthy, <laughs> Nobody's Underdog by Rob Reichel. And the picture in front is Mike McCarthy holding up the Lombardi trophy as the confetti's coming down. It's beautiful, Rob. It is. It is. Probably one of the best American literatures ever put on paper. You're up there with Mark Twain. Everyone. Rob, how much, I'm not even kidding. I'm not BSing you. How much does Mike McCarthy does and, and did mean for the Green Bay Packers? Yeah, you know, it's interesting, Evo. I went back and I looked at what I wrote in 2018 after he was fired. And I, I said, you know, this is a rough season. 2017, 2018 are rough and, and, and people were down on Mike McCarthy at the time. And, but I, I wrote, and, and the whole premise of one of my stories was, history is really going to remember this guy fondly. And, 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 and that's proving to be the case, um, especially as things kind of come full circle right now in Green Bay. And Matt LaFleur is having the exact same problems with Aaron Rodgers that Mike McCarthy did back in 2018 when, when they escorted Mike McCarthy out of town with a month to go in the season. And mm-hmm. I'll be honest, Evo, I'm, I'm still sour about that because you don't fire Same. a Super Bowl win. You don't fire a Super Bowl winning coach with a month to go in the season. You, you at least let him. You Preach. at least let him finish out the year. Yep. No, Mike, Mike McCarthy means an enormous amount amount to this organization. I mean, he's he's the second most tenured coach in 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 a hundred plus year history now of this franchise. Um, he, I think he's fourth all time in winning percentage. He he was up in the top two or three before those last couple of really dreadful seasons. Um, you know, but, but, but he was, he, no, nobody was going to catch Vince Lombardi guys. He, he won like 75% of his games, but, but Holmgren and Curly Lambeau are both at about 670, 680 in terms of winning percentage. And, and McCarthy was right there until the end. I think he ended at about 620, um, you know, up, up yeah. until, up until those last really hey. couple of stinkers that oh. McCarthy was, was really, was really rolling. Only, I mean, only Curly Lambeau has more wins than McCarthy. Yeah, I mean the the he won 125 games as as the Packer head coach in in, in his what 13 years, so he's winning 10 a year. Uh, hey, Evo, I'll, I'll bounce one off you. There, there's only four coaches in NFL history history that have taken a team to the playoffs eight straight years: Belichick, Tom Landry, Chuck Knoll, and, and your Mike, guy, Mike McCarthy. McCarthy. And Suck Mike it, haters. McCarthy. Woo! Yeah, I, I mean I. I'm, t- I'm telling you, his his name is up there with some of the all-time greats. I know. Um, I trust got, me. I know. I, 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 I would argue he he resuscitated uh, Brett Favre's career. Thank you. When he when he came to town. Thank you. And and Aaron Rodgers will never give him credit for this. Um, oh, he has. But Aaron, Aaron 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 Rodgers was a mess in in '05 and '06. And who made Rodgers? And, and, and McCarthy and his offensive people changed uh, Aaron, Aaron Rodgers' delivery and and how he threw the football. And um, God, a, uh, I mean, I'll tell you what, I, I, I don't I don't think I don't think Aaron Rodgers has the success that he wound up having if it wasn't for Mike McCarthy. God, I and, love you, Rob. That's a promo. No, the, 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 this is a this is one of the franchise pillars coming back on 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 Sunday afternoon. And, and, and that's why, you know, guys, guys it's so ironic. Really quick, it? really quick. Can we be clear on one yeah. thing? Mike McCarthy did not pay you to say any of this. <laughs> Uh, no, I and, and I love Mike, and he loves. I, I think we have a very good relationship. Yes. But I shook, but no, his, he, I shook he, his hand once, Rob. I haven't washed it since. He he did not uh, he he did not reach into the McCarthy fund to uh, to pay to pay me for this. I know I I fully believe that. Hey hey, he's got flaws and warts like everybody else. His offensive system had gotten stale, and you know, thirteen years in a place is hard though. It's it's long. But Mike McCarthy did did some terrific things for this franchise and and you think about it he he, we go back to that underdog theme evo he was such an underdog to even get that job in the first place over somebody like sean payton who was in the running for it and everybody thought green bay would go the sean payton route you know back when when ted hired mike in in all six there were there were some other really good candidates at the time too ron rivera and you know wade phillips and tim lewis and people like that jim bates was on the staff 
of uh, you know of Mike Sherman, and a lot of people in town love Jim Bates, but no, no, nobody was betting on Mike McCarthy then, guys, and he and, and he got the job and. And certainly nobody was betting on him to win a Super so, Bowl, and he went ahead and did that too. Hey, Rob, speaking of that, and before I get your prediction here, I'll leave you with a, one more tidbit. Mike McCarthy has the second most Super Bowls, only behind Bill Belichick in the 2010 decade. So there you go, buddy. The second there most. There you go. Yep. With, 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 I'm not going to leave uh, with one, but yeah. So, well, Rob. Yeah, I know. Well, you know what? <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe he's got two here in a couple of months. So, Rob, what happens, what happens in Big Mike's return? Big Mike and the boys coming to Lambeau. I, I just think Dallas has too much talent up and down the roster. Green, Green Bay is a beaten up team right now. Obviously, no Rashawn Gary. Stokes won't play. It's going to be a while if you see Stokes at all the, the rest of the year. Green Bay is an absolute mess on offense. Dallas leads the league in sacks. I mean, I think they're going to get after Rodgers all day. McCarthy's going to have some tricks up his sleeve in terms of coming after Aaron. So, um, you know, I think Green Bay is competitive and they hang around because. Let, let's be honest. Green, I mean, Green Bay is so desperate for a win, guys. That they they they, they better be playing with you know a hundred percent plus max intensity in in this game. But I just I just think there's too much talent on the Dallas side of the ball, especially when they want to start running the football with Pollard and Zeke. I'm going to say 27-17 Cowboys. Real quick, Rob. So they just acquired via the waiver waiver wire Jonathan Abrams. Do you think this actually improves the defense with Stokes being out? They can kick Douglas and Jair outside, bring Darnell Savage into the slot, and then Abrams clearly obviously playing safety. Do you think that actually makes them better because Darnell Savage is an absolute liability playing safety? Well, let, 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 let's see first if, if Abram can play, right? Um, you know, there, there's a reason he was cut. You know, the Raiders didn't just cut him for the heck of it. So let, let's find out what we have there over the next week or two. Nelly and and then I think we can have a a, a better guess. I, I will say this: Stokes gets gets beat up a little bit because he's given up some plays here and there this season. Stokes is a guy though with big time upside, and I I think Stokes is going to turn out to be a really good player for a long time in this league. I, I'm not sold on Savage. I think Green Bay is having buyer's remorse right now that they picked up his fifth year option. He's been terrible um, the last couple of years as, as that second safety. You, you might be right, though, in the fact, Nelly, that his best position could be the slot. Joe Barry said last week at a press conference that it, uh, Darnell Savage could be an absolute dynamite slot. So so maybe they move him inside, like you said, kick Douglas to the outside and and settle in with a different safety. Now, whether that's Abram or not, I guess I guess we'll find out. It's not going to be. It's not going to be Sunday, Nelly. He's not going to be ready, I think, to to run in there and play fifty or sixty snaps. And his, you know, he only showed up in town in the in the last twenty four hours. But uh, but 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 it is intriguing. It's it, it's something to certainly keep an eye on um, because because I will say this, Nelly. I don't I don't think Savage is the answer long term at, at, at safety. Well, I don't know if the defense can get much worse from expectations. So. <laughs> I oh. think only looking up. <laughs> hey, Robbie, your outro song instead of Return of the Mac, we're going Bobby Darren's Mac the Knife because the Mac's oh, Mac, there you baby. Go. Yeah. Uh, and Rob, nice. before I let you go, uh, go Bucky. Excited to see what they do against Stanford on uh, Friday night. You're, are you going to American Family Field? Yeah, I'm not going to be able to make it. I, I, I'll, I'll, I'll certainly Tebow <laughs> no, you got, you got and watch play it. No I, I, no, I can't wait. I'm excited about this team. Yeah. I, really, I really am. Oh, um, and are you excited about Jeff Cotton on the Packers practice squad? Gutekunst's prize prize jewel for a a wide receiver. Yeah, you know, guys bounce around the league like Christian McCaffrey and and Clay Poole and and, and various people are traded. And boy, no no one works that practice squad quite like Brian Gutekunst. Oh, man. If you're you're grabbing him, clearly the talent has been picked over. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Robbie, we love you, man. And um, I'm sure Mike was listening, McCarthy, that is, and he appreciates the kind words. We love you, Robbie. All right, guys, you uh, you enjoy the game Sunday, and, and, and hopefully Bucky sticks it to Stanford tomorrow night. Yeah, and Bucky sticks it to the Hawkeyes on Saturday, yeah? Yeah, let, let's uh, let, let's have a fun Bucky weekend. You got it, Robbie. Right? We love, we love yep. you, buddy. All right, boys. See you, Robbie. Dark guy, Mike Clemens. Good morning. How are you, Bo? Mike, I'm doing good, man. I'm doing great. Feeling fantastic. How about yourself? Uh, I'm I'm fine. I, you know, I'm fine. Uh, I'm at peace. Uh, I'm not so <laughs> sure about the Packers locker room. I mean, there's one report from Jeremy Fowler that you know he's he's getting now you know word from players that they're it's, the place is disjointed and 
And uh, yeah, I, I just know, saw that. I got some of that on tape actually yesterday afternoon. I saw the Aaron Rodgers quote unquote scapegoats are frustrated with the quarterback. Yes, that's yes, that's what he said. And um, I, uh, you know, that was somewhat predictable though too, right? Um, but you know, let's go to a veteran, a guy that that just signed a contract, um, and Rasul Douglas, who. I've got a lot of respect for him. Rasul Douglas is a street fighter. He's a tough football player, and uh, he was uh, he was being asked by some reporters about, you know, a five game losing streak, and then this you know tough game lost to the Lions to the one and six Lions on Sunday, and you know, do you think it was like? You know, when you you took the trip to London and you didn't, you came back. You didn't, you know, they didn't take the bye week, and then you had this happen, and then now you had this injury. And uh, Rasul explained why they are uh, three and five right now. Three and we've been six. Losing because we've been losing. If that's what you're asking, we suck because we suck. We don't got nothing to do with London. This is we not executing. We keep doing the same thing every week. Play two halves of football, never four. That's just how it's been. Up on the Giants, 20-whatever, loss. The Jets, we did good, loss. So it's just, just games, just, we keep playing too high. Last week, Buffalo. Second half, we played great. First half, trash. Last week, same thing. And it's just, it has to come to a point where we can do, we can play more than two quarters. This year, we haven't. You guys talk so much about having that one and no mentality every week, but is it becoming more difficult to do that? Are you looking at the bigger picture more? I don't know. We've been saying that for the last five weeks. We've been all in one for the last five weeks. So I don't know. Mike, the Packers 2022 2023 campaign, we suck because we suck. That's, you know, that's it. Um, that may. <laughs> I hope that that might be on the scoreboard Sunday. Who knows? <laughs> it might probably will be. <laughs> we suck because we suck. <laughs> okay, Mike. Well, uh, the defense you know, side of things. You got you yeah. got, um, uh, you, you got Romeo Dobbs, uh, the wide receiver with the ankle injury, probably high ankle high ankle sprain, four to six weeks or so. Uh, you got Chris Barnes, an inside linebacker, who just got back from week one ankle injury. He ends up having a concussion. Good news is Alan Lazard did not have a concussion, and uh, Matt Lafleur was emphatic about that yesterday. He said he got a hit in the chest, but we were, you know, he was just coming off a concussion from the week before in a helmet-to-helmet shot uh, against the Bills. So he, I, he, Lazard should be there for Rodgers uh, this week. Uh, and uh, did I say Lazard? I meant Christian Watson. Yeah, well, yeah, Watson. Yeah, I meant Christian Watson. So. Uh, the, the other one that was reaches this this hit, it was so gruesome that Fox said we're not going to play it and it was Eric Stokes whose knee and ankle got rolled up on uh, on a play and he was actually in the locker room and, and agreed to talk to us there he was with he had his crutches he had a walking boot and he was asked if his knee and ankle injury was due to the turf at Ford Field. I'm 100% going to say that the turf, but um, it is what it is, you know. I don't like turf, but, you know, I'm not going to get too much into that. But I've seen the film of it. Foot got stuck behind, and a couple people landed on top of me with my foot behind me. So it's not a good image. So is he like, how long is he done for, as they, have they said? No, I, I, my sense is they are still waiting for like a, like a, a surgery uh, option. Does it, is it going to need surgery? Or if not, and they they don't want to have to uh, put him on the shelf for the rest of the year. Uh, I think they're you know I think it, it's a kind of thing like well is it possible they could get him back at some point at the end of this season, mm. or is it going to you know going to need surgery uh, immediately? So he, he, they're getting these second and third opinions. He didn't even know uh, what was what was you know the next step, but I mean he was obviously looking pretty hobbled. There in the locker room. So Rashawn Gary, who you know I've been saying since training camp was actually probably the best player on the defense, he's officially now on IR with the torn ACL. Mm. Um, the Raiders continue to purge their roster of some of Mike Mayak's uh, high draft picks, and uh, so they they waived Jonathan Abrams, a safety who out of Mississippi State, which is a place where they've gotten coaches and 
players the Packers have, so that you know, they scout that place a lot. Uh, he went in the first round of the Raiders. He's been a disappointment to them. And Packers figured, you know, with Stokes being out, they're going to need somebody there to add to the secondary. So they picked this guy up now. Sean Nixon, we talked to him. He said, that's like my best friend nice. for my time at the Raiders. This guy is great. No, he's, you know, he's a fighter. He's a good player. Uh, he'll help us out on special teams and, and back us up. You know, Kashawn Nixon now is going to be your slot guy with uh, Stokes out and Rasul Douglas is going to be moving out to corner. So that's pretty much what's going on injury-wise. So Aaron Rodgers did not practice yesterday. Uh, he did last week, but the thumb injury continues to bother him since that last play uh, against the Giants, and I think that's probably maybe an underreported story about what's going on with him and all the inaccurate throws yeah. uh, that he had on Sunday's game. But, Evo, the big question I think that every fan is like asking is like, okay, if you've got these younger players, or if you've even got a veteran like Sammy Watkins who hasn't had a lot of snaps with you, and they're making mistakes, are, are you expecting too much at the line of scrimmage, Rogers? Are you... You know, you're playing your little chess game and you're making your at-the-line adjustments or these guys are supposed to change their route from the way the defense is at the line. Why don't you just run the play the, the way it is in the playbook instead of making changes? And here's what Rodgers said. I think it has been by the book a bunch. I think that's where, you know, maybe you have the ideas a little bit off. It has been very by the book. I think the struggle has been... How do we make it by the book but not robotic? You know, when it's robotic, uh, it, you know, unless you have a perfect s- scheme that's paired up with the perfect defense for that scheme, it's not going to be open. So I think that's where, um, you know, the little details come in where we're not trying to be robotic. Obviously, we're trying to run the plays by the book. We're not going way outside the offense. I'm not going way outside the offense um, unless we're in a two-minute situation and there's something that I've seen that... that that I'm calling that that uh, you know might be an ode to years past based on uh, the look the looks that we're getting, but we're not going outside the offense. We just we're a little too robotic at times, I think, and then the details on some of the things aren't showing up consistently. So robotic before that, simplify the offense, get a spark. Like I just, everything just is so disjointed with this Packers team, Mike. Well, Rogers talked about this at length, and he. Uh, he was genuinely surprised. It's like, have you not been listening to the last three years? He was genuinely surprised that people are accusing him of changing the place too much. That, you know, okay, that's great that you and, and Devontae Adams had this, you know, ESP kind of thing going on, telepathy to, to making changes. But, you know, you, you can't expect that out of these rookies and other guys. And then when you also ask him about, like, you know, when, when, Matt LaFleur came to Green Bay. He was running the Shanahan offense, the, the, the triple fakes, the jet sweeps, the misdirection, the quarterback under center, and, and making those plays like you saw the Rams run in their Super Bowl win over the Bengals yeah. that Stafford was running. And, and that the, whole, the roster is built for that offense. And, and the offense is brought in essentially to say, all right, Rodgers has got two or three years left. We're going to have a new young quarterback, and you put in an offense that's more dependent on faking people out on, is it a run, is it a pass, is it a pass, is it a run, and a less capable quarterback can run that, like a Jimmy Garoppolo, and, and get you to the Super Bowl. And Rodgers seemed to be dumbfounded that uh, people think that, he's, that, that that's what's going on with him. But when he also used the word robotic, he defines that as saying, you know, there are times when you run that offense, though, if you do it too much, that it gets to be a pattern, and after a while the linebackers do figure it out and they know where the ball's coming. They know what gap it's going to come in. So, you know, you can only use that sparingly. You don't use it every down. Sure. Um, so that was his explanation. We talked to Lazard about um, Alan Lazard. What do you think is holding up the offense from just putting more points on the board right now? You know, we run good plays, and then maybe one guy doesn't do his his job too well, and it kind of ruins the play and whatnot. And I think so. It's been a, a multitude of things throughout the entire year of just not being able to get the offense to be able to fully click and get things rolling. But, you know, I think we still did a lot of positive things coming off this these past two weeks in our offense and the development and everything, and we can continue to grow off of that, and um, hopefully we get the thing rolling this weekend. 
I mean, I hope you can grow off of scoring nine effing points against the worst defense in the league. If, if I got to hear like we had a really good practice and grow, it's you're running out of you ran out of excuses. No one ever says they had a bad practice. That's <laughs> for sure. I know. And no one ever said in terms of their injury they're behind schedule. <laughs> <laughs> no one. No. No. no and I'll never. And no one ever will. No. No. And and also, but you know, as Aaron Rodgers said though to us. We had a. I mean, we talked for a half hour yesterday, and we had to wait 45 minutes for him to come to his locker after a extended, apparently, offensive meeting last night. So it's almost like 4:35 o'clock or so. Usually, the locker room's over with by four o'clock. Sure. Um, he also talked about the the McCarthy thing, and that you know he he was not trying to get McCarthy. Out, he just knew it was stale. Brian Gutekinds was the new GM. He was brought in to assess what's the current situation. It's Goody that made the move. It's Goody that said to Murphy, "It's time to move on." This, this, this staff, the system, you know, you need to scrub this, and, and we need to flip this and, and move on and and get a, a new younger staff in here. And that's exactly what they did. So Rogers, though, still, you know, Rogers knew that they they probably needed to make the change. But, you know, he did have a friendship with McCarthy on a certain level. McCarthy's made it clear, though, that he just thought, he, listen, I'm a coach. I understand if you got to fire and all that. But there's no reason that they need to fire him on December 3rd, which Aaron Rodgers said, that was my birthday. He yeah. said, I had to spend my birthday that night at a, at a gathering at somebody's house. Do you think Mike was invited to the birthday party? Uh, no, I think they were all in a state of shock. <laughs> That you know, they thought, man, Mike, Mike, Mike might be in trouble. Mike might be in the hot seat. We just lost to the, to the Cardinals, today. <laughs> uh, but uh, you know, McCarthy's made it clear. He even sent the other day that put a dent in his family. So Jerry Jones did his radio show, and asked if you know there's a little juice on this game, uh, coming back to do uh, Lambeau Field, and McCarthy with his six and two Cowboys. Uh, he's got some things that uh, uh, get under his skin a little bit. I'm sure. You had all that together, and this is uh, going to be quite a uh, uh, personal uh, visit for him to Green Bay. Mm, there, I mean, Ma- McCarthy choked up a little bit on the podium, Mike. You know, so he did. He did. Yeah, we had that the other day, and so McCarthy, who turns fifty-nine today, today is McCarthy. Say, born in Pittsburgh. You know, his old man was the owner of a bartender, and like we said, you know, McCarthy is working in a toll booth overnights on the turnpike in Pennsylvania when he got a job, uh, actually an internship, with Paul Hackett, the father of Nathaniel Hackett, as a coach at Pitt. He brought him along to the Chiefs, and then Mike was at the uh, Saints, and then one year with the 49ers, and then Ted Thompson hired him. Uh, Mike talked about this game on his radio show on the ticket in Dallas uh, yesterday. It is a big week. you got the Packers going back to Green Bay. Midterm elections, you know. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. I was yeah. thinking football. No, you were thinking no, about no. the election. Hey, 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 I'm just busting your balls. You know, of course. Yeah, of course. You know, obviously. You know, going back to Green Bay and look for me uh, and my family, you know, and a uh, chance for me to, you know, go to an old place and check out check out Sports Barn. Uh, maybe go out Wisconsin Dells, catch a few uh, musky and... Uh, you know, maybe a corner bar, have a few smokes, a few beers, have a good time, you know? Yeah, but what about the game against the <laughs> Packers, your old team? Oh, well, I'm not too concerned about that. You've seen the Packers play this year. <laughs> yeah, so you just think that's going to be a cakewalk, huh? Hey, they're bad, you know. I mean, they're really bad. I mean, I know it's national, you know, football league, but uh, and, I, and I respect that, you know. But, uh, hey, they're, they're bad, you know. Uh, you do the best you can, you know. You, you know, you... you, you, you you work on your your offense and your defense and you know and all that, but uh, man, the only thing I'm really worried about is what kind of spread we're going to have in the pregame. <laughs> you guys already brought worse for breakfast, man. Oh, no, that sounds a little bit gross. That's <laughs> pretty good. That's pretty good. You know, but no, I, 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 hey, can we be serious here for a sec? Yeah, I, I was being serious, Coach. Yeah, well, I think we got a you know solid game plan, you know, uh, to win. Play good defense, play good special teams, and uh, you know we've got a good plan to win on Sunday. Two quarterback plan, and I think it's going to go. Whoa, whoa, wait a second, two quarterbacks? Yeah, I think uh, you know we got uh, Dak. He's going to you know throw around. 
the guys we got, you know, and, uh, <laughs> you know, hit them right in the numbers. And uh, from what I've seen on tape, I think Aaron Rodgers is going to hit our players right in the numbers. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So Aaron Rodgers being the other quarterback, that's part of your plan of winning. Uh, Mike. On Mike, that's yeah. funny, dude. Um, obviously, uh, <laughs> I knew the jig was up. The way they that, that this this guy Mike McCarthy said Wisconsin, he put the e in it. West, yes, yeah. Wisconsin. It's yeah. Wisconsin. That was a spot on impersonation. That's pretty good, isn't that's it? That's real. It almost got rowdy. Rowdy almost fell for it over here. He's just like, hey, what is that? That yeah. was funny, dude. That's good. No, that guy's really good. That's on the ticket. The, the muser's the name of the show down in Dallas. I listened to it whenever we're down there covering the Cowboys. That's so. funny, dude. That's really good. That's a great Mike McCarthy impersonation. He's just got to work on saying Wisconsin. Yeah, <laughs> Mike, true. awesome stuff, man. And uh, uh, I hope you have a couple teary eyes. Uh, you know, I hope you know, have, bring some Kleenex, make a little teary eyed when Mike McCarthy's return. Okay, but oh, you know, we had this one circled in May when the schedule came out. So whatever <laughs> happens, it's going to be a hell of a game. Mike, good stuff, my brother. See you. Thank you, boy. See you later. There is Mike Clemens. So free agency begins, right, Rowdy, for Major League Baseball? Yeah, it started today. Yep. Benjamin Milwaukee Brewers. Before you uh, drop a little nugget, we just dropped on us and Rowdy. You've seen it as well, and and Z. I think you're a Red Sox fan. I mean, you're Brewers fans, second team, or yes, okay. Oh, Ben, many are wondering. Many are wondering. Me, I could give two craps less about it. Uh, Rowdy probably feels the same. I don't know about Z. Many are wondering though. Are you going to pony up the eight dollars to get your Twitter account verified? No, no, no way. Oh, absolutely. Not. Really? I thought you would have been all over it. I'm not part of the establishment. Really? If I was, there there would have been pieces of news that would have been broken. God, I see, I thought you would have been like... In the past. I thought you would have told Elon, here's my card, charge me right now, eight no. bucks. Will I, Zach Heilprint, I think he will. Not with what I make? I can't do that. Every time I see a blue check mark now, I'm going to be like, <laughs> you paid for that. Uh, when I first got Twitter, there were no blue check marks. Hmm. There wasn't even a favorite. Um, and in fact, the reason why I got Twitter initially a long time ago was to follow Shaq. And it said, the real Shaq. Like, that's how you knew someone was counting real. It the real this. All right, so, uh, Ben, ab- about, wow, I can't believe you're not paying the $8. I would have pegged you for ponying up right away. I'll give you the 8 right now. It's only for a month, though, I think. Oh. Yeah, it's $8 per month. I, I guess I'll take that as a compliment or maybe an insult. I'm not sure. I don't know either. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, tell, and Rowdy's seen it, too. Tell us what you said about uh, the Brewers, Burns. Just some uh, general hot stove chatter of, Corbin Burns is a trade chip. Rowdy, what do you think? Would be Does a- the cheap-ass Milwaukee Brewers franchise floating around trading a Cy Young pitcher surprise you? No. No. I, I wonder who is floating it, uh, but $10 million for Colton Wong. Didn't Corbin Burns say like at the end of the year that he was surprised they haven't even had contract extension talks? Oh, because they knew going into next year, if one, if they're going to trade him, clearly they're going to trade him. They're not going to have to worry about contract talks. Or two, they still have... Technically, two more years of his service, 23 and 24. If they're not even planning on trading him or inking him up long term, they still have another year to sit on it, not even have to worry about his last year of his contract. But the Colton Wong news, I was 50 50 on because I don't think you see Colton Wong ever play defense that bad again. So that would trend up. The hitting towards the end of the season, he got really hot the last two months, came to a slightly below average hitting season for him. I think that probably trends slightly up as well. So I don't think it's a terrible move, especially if you get the Colton Wong, the average Colton Wong that's borderline gold glove and then like a 260, 15 home run type guy. So I don't think it's the worst move if he doesn't completely crater. But I just don't want that to be a move where they bring him back for $10 million and then good old Mark is sitting out there strutting around <laughs> saying how he's spending a bunch of money. Good old Mark. Um, so am I wrong on that? Cause he no, totally throw no. it in your face and be like, Hey, we picked up this $10 million option, you know, second baseman. Sorry, I, had to, I, had to, I had to put Corbin Burns out. Got to trade him. You know what? We, we saw him as probably the golden free agent in our eyes. And you know, we didn't even want him to hit free agency. We just picked up that option. <laughs> I'm going to find the perfect brewers free agent for this off season. Like, uh, Andrew McCutcheon. Well, this year's Andrew McCutcheon. Cesar Hernandez mm. has a ring to it. I, maybe bring back Gene Segura. <laughs> I'd be more open to Gene? that. Hell yeah. Uh, Gene's the man. Love Gene. But here's the thing. there. If you bring back Wong, 
He's not going to play second base, and clearly he's not going to play shortstop for Adamas. But I could see them doing something with a player like that. About Andrew North- McCutcheon coming back. The crowned free agent jewel for Mark Adonazio. How much would you pay game. Andrew McCutcheon to come back? Three mil. Two, mil? two. I hit two million popped into yeah. my head. Uh, 4.5. What do you price is right in us? <laughs> Mark Adonazio's like, okay. I don't think I'll pay him a million. One thing that the Brewers have to do today, it's the last day, is pick up or decline Brad Boxberger's $3 million option to be a reliever. I'm picking it up if I'm the Brewers. Yeah, Boxberger, he's a, he's a good, he's the man. I mean, he, I know he kind of uh, sputtered down the stretch, but it wasn't awful. His numbers the entire year was pretty solid. And for a guy that all of a sudden was put into a higher role than expected when you originally have a Hater and a Williams, I think, hell, for $3 million, one more year, let him go at the end of the year, that's not a bad deal. Like, look at the Phillies. <laughs> yeah, look at the Phillies. You guys had a ton of relievers that were making between, what, three and Phillies, six million the dollars? The last losers. Yeah. And those guys aren't even near as good as Boxberger. Uh, they're all trash. <laughs> Trey Turner, So, though, So keeping him at three million is a good deal. If they would have won no, the no. World Series, would you said they weren't trash? Well, it, no, Brad objective. Hand was trash regardless. Yeah. They okay. had two guys pitching well. The rest of them were objectively bad or average. Trey Turner, though. Can't wait. Uh, no. Perfect free agent, Andrew Benintendi.